Welcome to episode 18 of uh, Lost in Immersion, your weekly 45-minute stream about innovation as VR and AR veterans. We will discuss the latest news of the immersive industry. Uh, let's go. Fabien, first topic. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, so today my topic is about uh, announcement made from uh, Niantic. So Niantic is uh, one of the uh, leaders in uh, commercial AR, uh, like they they have uh, Pokemon Go, that many of uh, of you probably know already. Um, they also released uh, Peridot, which we already talked about. This is one uh, very nice AR game, um, and they also have uh, Eighth Wall, which is the leading web AR uh, platform. And so what they announced is uh, what they call rewarded AR ads. Uh, so first, it's interesting that uh, ads are also coming to uh, like the metaverse, so <laughs> uh, meaning like virtual world. Um, and uh, what's uh, even more interesting is that uh, the, the concept of re rewarded ads. So basically, uh, it's, it's already launched in uh, Pokemon Go. Um, you can see uh, like a box like that um, on in Pokemon Go, and uh, if you click on it, you will have a small AR experience. And then, uh, once you complete the AR experience, you will uh, prompt it with a coupon code or a reward or something that you can use um, in in store uh, or in the on the e-commerce store. So. Um, I find this very interesting for, for a few reasons. Uh, first, it's not an ad that you um, are a victim of, quote unquote. Uh, it's you see the, the, the ad, uh, but if you want to participate in the ad, you have to click on it. So I think they are mentioning very high engagement rate uh, for this. Uh, I don't, they have numbers here, so yeah. Uh, engagement rate 76% and the completion rate on 85%, so very high uh, engagement numbers. Uh, so that's the first, and then the reward at the end. Um, uh, now we know that any experience, if it's just showing something cool and there is no interest for the user, uh, but here they have the reward at the end, so that really makes uh, the, the ad compelling. Um, so yeah, um, that's really um, uh, all for this one, and I'm, I'm curious to uh, to know what you think, and uh, maybe you can also think about the future uh, and how ads will also uh, go into all the virtual worlds that we are um, uh, now part of. So um, I don't know, maybe Seb can start with you. Um, <clears throat> yes, uh, that's like you said, interesting. I prefer to have it this way than something that you can't avoid. So that's definitely better. And we knew that it was coming, but uh, I would even rather prefer no ads at all, of course. But uh, that's a good way to, I guess, to make it happen, um, at least less 
invasive for the for the user. And yeah. I like the fact that you can search for it and you can go then to the shops uh, bringing back the user to shop. Could be a yeah. nice tool for, for them to bring people back to shop and try stuff and bring stuff to them. Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to, to project what you do. What you what, what it will uh, be uh, once uh, you have hundreds and hundreds and of different ads in this. So you're telling me that if you don't want to click on the ad, you don't have you you don't have any ad in your in your uh, in your games. You add these boxes all around, and if you're not clicking in it, you you just have boxes and not any uh, commercial messages. Um. I don't know. The only picture that we have for now is this one that you can see here. So there is the, I don't know if this, this is after the user has clicked on the box of, mm -hmm. or before, um, but I'm sure they have some kind of messaging about the brand even on, on the box itself. Um, I mean, that, that would make sense. Yeah. Okay. Because on the, on the, on one side, it's, uh, I think a, a very smart approach because you are making uh, the user himself or herself clicking on the box, uh, making them choose the way they want to, to see the ad. And if the ad is, uh, is funny or you have uh, some kind of mini games, it makes sense and you're reward, you are re reward, rewarded, sorry. And uh, it's a, it would be a new way of uh, seeing advertisement uh, by making it a game. It's a real gamification of advertisement, uh, which we don't really have right now. It, should, it must be something uh, that would be working in AR and not, not like uh, when you are on YouTube, you, you don't have any kind of interaction with this. So it's, it's a good approach, but if you are not liking or willing to to click the ad i'm a bit afraid that at some point the you are surrounded or uh flooded with these boxes uh telling you yeah you you should click you should click no no <laughs> you you should really click on this so I, I don't know how they would adapt the the behavior of the, the customer or the the user of this app uh if you if they see that you are clicking on this box do you have more boxes coming around? Or if you are not thinking of them, do you have less boxes around? It should be, uh, a bet, uh, it should be a personalization or customization of your app depending on your behavior so that you are experiencing what you are winning in this. So uh, I, I'm a bit afraid that it won't be on the, the, the other side, like forcing, trying to force you to click if you're not willing to. Uh, so I, I don't, we'll see what kind of approach Niantic is, is taking on this, uh, but the, 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 the concept itself is really interesting and, uh, uh, making the user choose if he wants or not, uh, this, uh, this messages and this coupons is, uh, is, is very, very smart. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it would be interesting to see how indeed, how they move forward 
like i don't know if the brand pays more they will have more boxes i don't know um this kind of stuff uh and so yeah it would be interesting and something else that was quite funny in the press release is um they are starting to use uh a special computing here yeah. as well <laughs> so it's uh it's amazing how uh apple use of the world has completely like flooded everybody and everybody is now using uh that concept so well they, the... they are i guess they are um they, they are presenting a solution to a problem because a lot a lot of people are trying to to erase the term metaverse and uh what apple brought to the table with spatial computing people are embracing these words and now uh, you can see that metaverse are, uh, is completely disappeared and the spatial computing is kind of replacing it and uh, i saw some articles uh bringing that uh spatial computing is part of the metaverse so it's it's right to use this term instead of metaverse but yeah i think that uh, uh, the, the media was right about the fact that the metaverse is dead that the, the term the word metaverse is dead at this point and uh, it's it's uh, even if when you are talking to clients or partner when you are bringing up the metaverse term uh, pe people are laughing now so we really have have to to find a, a new new way of describing this and I, I guess right now this is spatial computing yeah yeah totally agree okay seb yes on, on that part uh, i think the scale-up could be uh, interesting to look at uh, how they ramp up on the number of brands they, they add uh, in the site and the number of ads you can see at the same time for one user how they filter the kind of thing you are interested in so you have only ads that uh, matter to you yeah that would be an interesting things to, to look at through time they have been really good niantic at scaling up the, the game and making it work with several people at the same time with a lot of people uh, so we'll see how they handle this part with the ads great do you but want the, to yeah the 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 number they announce uh, about the number of users that uh, engage and the number of users that bought uh, or went through the world uh, ads to gain uh, something uh, or go to the shop to buy a cup of coffee at the end, for example. That's amazing, the number they have. It's quite impressive. I wonder if it's just because it's new or because it's the community that used the Pokemon Go app that are keen to have this kind of ads because are <clears throat> looking for walking to a place uh, find something and then go to another place to find something else so just seems like the ads just match this behavior so they must have the, the most uh, the best audience for this kind of ad mm -hmm. i would say mm -hmm. so it was very smart for them to use uh, their Pokemon Go apps to add this kind of ads inside of it. Yeah, 
Yeah, uh, we, we did an event uh, a couple of months ago where uh, the they, we did an AR app very similar, that the system was very similar, a small game and then a reward at the end. And we, we, we saw also very high engagement rate. Uh, so like that system really works. Okay, nice. Do, do you want to continue with your topic, Santos? Sure. <clears throat> My topic is uh, about the AI that allows you to generate 3D models that start to come and be more productive uh, than uh, before. And this one is 3D FI, uh, a new tool that uh, went out and allows you to create a couple of uh, 3D models uh, and generate it as you want and add some text to modify them and accurately to your vision of what you what you want. Um, and it's interesting to see how they approach it. You have to first select what you want to generate, like a sofa, a table, a lounge, a table, different things like that, sword, sword, for example. And then you can customize the prompt and, and add whatever you want to make it uh, the way you want. <coughs> um, so yeah, there's a lot of videos so you can look at it, but I think that's interesting approach to have a, a filter at, at the beginning. So you generate really something that you, you want. And then uh, try to adjust it to uh, to your vision. I think that yeah, that that seems to be interesting in the way they approach things. And it's really the early beginning, so it's it's uh, powerful. It's missing a lot of uh, other uh, objects that you would like to generate. But um, what I think very interesting too is that they already separate the materials and stuff. Uh, so you can import it in your 3D tool and even modify it afterwards to change the texture, the materials, the color. So it's not uh, just to make it a video, it's really to use it in your 3D tool afterwards and embed it in your video production or in your game. Yeah. Um, so it's uh, it's really impressive what they are managing to do, and um, I, I I think um, that like having a selection of a category before is actually helping reaching that uh, quality. Um, it's a it's a bit like at the beginning. Uh, generative AIs for text were able to do only a few things, and now, uh, like um, GPT-4 can do a lot of things. And now, for this 3D generation, we are at the beginning, so we have to kind of narrow the the possibilities um, first, and then uh, maybe the next one will be able to. Uh, they will add uh, another model before. Uh, and uh, or many many models inside. I mean AI models, not three models. Uh, so to to remove that step of choosing a category. Mm -hmm. um, and what I found 
also really interesting is what you said is it's actually an object that you can download and use. Um, it's not like, you know, uh, a looping video or uh, something like that. So that's, uh, that's really impressive. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to, to test this uh, real time. But yeah, um, one of my, uh, I'm a bit, uh, when I seeing this uh, compared to, to other generated 3D uh, app, uh, it seems to be very advanced. And this is why I'm uh, not, yeah, I, I'm, I'm wondering what part is real AI and what part uh, could be a, a, a 3D database uh, in the back in the background? Because uh, as they are uh, filtering through uh, specific categories, uh, what is the real uh, interpretation of what you are typing? Uh, I don't know if we, you you understand what I'm meaning, but I'm suspecting that at some point. Uh, some uh, companies are uh, claiming that they are doing AI is just uh, basically on the prompt itself uh, and not on the 3D generating part because the, the mesh seems to be so nicely uh, done and uh, the texture as well. It, it seems too, too good to be true at this point because um, when, when you are comparing to the NVIDIA works uh, on this 3D generated, like the get 3D, for example, paper, uh, you can see that the mesh is not uh, as perfect as it is presented right now. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit suspicious that at some point there is, they don't have a huge database of 3D models in the back, and they are just interpreting your uh, your prompt and getting the best. Uh, 3D objects that correspond to what you are typing. So what, what I was trying to do is a request for uh, an asymmetrical uh, sofa, for example, to see if they are uh, doing, yeah, if you are requesting something completely weird, is this generating something that corresponds to the, the prompt or are they just showing up something that may be interpreted as your, your request? So. Uh, yeah, I know I'm a bit suspicious on this. No, I completely agree. The mesh is too, too, too good for, 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 I guess, what, what we can do right now with 3D generative AI. Uh, so, uh, yeah, continue. I just did trying it. I just have to sign up, sign in. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, I agree with you. I was exactly trying to do that. I sign in just before the program because I, I, <laughs> well, I, gen I generate one table uh, and I was trying to adjust the prompt to make it different. And at first, the first table that I, I received was really similar to the one we see on the on the, on the video. On the, on the video, yeah. Mm -hmm. So that that's why I'm I will try to move the prompt to to see how far I can go from the first initial table that they uh, gave, like it's, uh, there is four, um, it's a table, a standard table, there is no specification stuff on it, so I will try to, yeah, as I said, adjust the prompt to see, but I, I feel like it's like a mix, at least my feeling is that they have a database of 3D model, like you said, 
and the AI tool that they develop allows you to add stuff on top of it or modify it. But at least you are using a, a database there of, of, of things that they have determined. But I, I don't think they have like a huge number of models. It's more a number of models to determine what is the, the top part of the table, how the material needs to be separated between the, the, the different parts. So at least the AI just iterate from that, but not uh, from scratch to determine what is the, this part, what is this part. Uh, yeah, there was, um, I, I remember, I, I don't know if it's a completely verified story, so don't quote me on this one, but I think there was a service that claimed to do that a few months back, and it was actually uh, artists, artists doing the work uh, for very cheap. Uh, so, yeah, uh, I don't think it's the case here, um, but indeed, it, se it seems very good to be true um maybe as yeah. you said said it's uh, like um, uh, they have a database and uh, they are just like taking in the prompt and maybe they have like modifiers on the three objects and uh, uh, assembling like a puzzle of uh, parts i don't know um, that maybe it. that's one way to it. yeah let's let's dig in and see <laughs> if we find out what, how they do it well, the, the generation takes some time, so they're probably doing something. <laughs> well, it's just for, uh, as you mentioned, uh, Fabien, it's a Theranos of, uh, of 3D. Uh, <laughs> it's very modern uh, interface, and you have uh, people doing this in the back by hand. So, uh, okay, so, well, yeah. So, uh, I can I share this to you? So I asked for an asymmetric sofa, and it's not asymmetric. Uh, it should be this. Okay. And, uh, do this. Uh, And here at the sofa I got. <laughs> so not really sure about the result. <laughs> and how, how long did it take to generate? Uh, I guess it's about two or two, three minutes to get this. <laughs> so not sure about what is asymmetric on this. Should we dig in and maybe? Yeah, yeah, we will see. Uh, we, we do some some prompt week. in the yeah. back <laughs> while we continue this. <laughs> but yeah, but uh, another thing I wanted to share. Uh, I don't know if you can share my my video yeah. on my screen. Uh, is uh, again uh, with all the news that we get and all the entertainment uh, announcements from Apple, uh, we are missing the fact that. Augmented reality can be really a useful tool. So I just wanted to show you a video I found 
is a lot of use case uh, displayed from this company, VGs, uh, they are really using the augmented reality to be able to to check out the, the layer under the ground and, and see where uh, things are um, uh, installed so they can find back uh, the water and pipe uh, and stuff like that. Or the, the strains on the, on the building where it's the, the most, most strains uh, where action needs to be done. And now with the tool with VPS and stuff like that, I guess it tends to be more the more and more accurate. So you should be able to see that more and more often and uh, get uh, more and more useful tool for not even uh, construction but also for uh, <coughs> flat uh, market buying uh, buying a flat or stuff like that. Yeah, with the what we saw with Google I/O in a few few weeks back, I guess we'll see more and more of this kind of application, which completely makes sense for the professional. And as you mentioned, the Apple Vision Pro should be a, a new wave of uh, company that are able to do this with the, the the new definition and precision that we we can have through Google and uh, the Apple Vision Pro captors, for example. So it will be very interesting to see how this market is adapting to these new kinds of devices. Mm. Because once again, the tablets and smartphones are not uh, the best for, for doing that because you, you need your hands. And when you're on a, a construction site, uh, you can have these kind of devices uh, laying around. Uh, so, how Apple is Apple is uh, uh, taking this professional side of uh, of their headsets? I don't know uh, because right now they mentioned the Pro in the name, but not we don't really had. Mm. Yeah, we, we had two one or two uh, use cases with the industrials and how the, the headset can be uh, used for uh, construction lines and workstations, but we, we don't know if they have some kind of protection or uh, like, uh, uh, it was, uh, what, what was the name of the company that were making AR headsets specifically for industrial? Uh, like they had an helmet on top of the... Yeah, they had the, uh, the helmet and just a, a big visor. Uh, but the big visor was an HoloLens too, no? Just no, no, no. There was a brand that bought AR toolkit. Uh, let me let me check. Uh, yeah, Fabien, you can <laughs> come on this if you want. I'll get the name uh, um, in a few seconds. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think. Um, uh, I I think we might see uh, a, uh, a period of time where they still have uh, smartphones or tablets. Um, I've, I've, I've seen some construction workers, like they are taking pictures uh, of the 
when they are done, they are taking pictures with the smartphone and uh, send send that to uh, to some kind of software for validation or I don't know. So I, I think there might be a, like a, a, a step, like a step behind um, that where still user, uh, professionals are using um, smartphones or tablets. Um, but yeah, ultimately, this will really work nicely uh, if it's a headset. Um, I mean, this will work in, uh, this will be adopted widely if it's a headset. So, um, oh yeah, that's the headset that you were mentioning. It's the company, uh, they, they close their doors uh, because they, they, they were killed by uh, the HoloLens. <laughs> Okay, but Trimble is doing that also. There's a feature I'm showing right now, and they are doing a great job, apparently. Uh, I saw, I went to Le Bourget, the air show in France, uh, in Paris, last week, and there were a lot of HoloLens tools used uh, um, for manutention, building uh, uh, work of uh, the, in the plane. They use a lot of HoloLens tools for that to check the work and make sure everything is uh, placed correctly. And apparently they need a lot of time to do that. So Orleans too are really, I mean, in plane industry, they are really used uh, for real use case too. Okay. So just to, yeah, it was battery. And just for you to know, I asked for a big side, a large side for the sofa and smaller one on the other side, and it's still the same sofa at the end. So yeah. apparently they can't do asymmetric uh, model. So yeah, uh, at what point uh, it's real or it's real AI generative, or it's just getting the, the right model in their database. We'll have to do a little more Digging yeah. in it. Mm -hmm. When I heard I was digging on the three leg table, just to see if there are only four in the reference. So I will see how it goes. I will let you know. Okay, great. Uh, so I'll bring up my topics as well. So just let me get this up. And for my part, I would like to celebrate the 20th birthday of uh, Second Life. Uh, so it started in 2003 and uh, right now they have, a, I guess this is quite uh, 1 million users uh, on a, not on a weekly basis, so very, very interesting. And uh, more than just the, the fact that it is their 20th birthday, I would like to bring up that uh, the, the history of this, uh, meaning that Second Life uh, at the beginning was seen that a weird way of people uh, living their life through an avatar. And uh, in 2003, it was very, very not, it was not very well uh, presented with by medias and uh, it was just a, considered that like a bunch of no lives uh, that were willing to to uh, live something different and uh, we can see that 
20 years after that, they have a huge community. They uh, created what we are uh, considering as the metaverse right now uh, by having this uh, creator uh, economy when people can, we have, they have company in Second Life that are creating uh, assets for avatars or um, uh, building as well. And they, they can manage to, to, to generate some profits. And uh, it's really interesting that they, they brought this parallel, uh, parallel uh, economy and uh, showing us that they, it can work, uh, especially with their uh, uh, dedicated currency with the Linden. Uh, they showed us that uh, you can create a new money, uh, a new currency, and uh, make them uh, make it uh, official in the real world. Uh, and we can see that right now uh, you have uh, the ability to 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 certificate your your studies and uh, learn some some very uh, specific. Uh, knowledge inside this uh, this uh, this metaverse to call it that way, as people are calling it a metaverse. But uh, I can't. I don't know if we can call it a spatial computing at some point, but maybe. <laughs> and uh, the, the the other thing that I, I would like to to talk to you about is that uh, the the power of the community uh, inside these uh, metaverses. Uh, we can now. Uh, say that if you have a strong community, if you listen to your users, you can bring up some really, really uh, long-term relationships and long-term uh, projects. Uh, and uh, you just have to, to embed what the community has created for, for these years. Uh, why I'm telling about this is that when you are trying to create a new company, a new service, uh, for example, in VR chat, you have first to know their codes and know their uh, what they're doing, how they, they, they what uh, the what are the unwritten uh, rules of these worlds. So uh, it's it's really 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 uh, important to respect that. And we can see that, uh, I, for, for my part, I think this is one of the main reasons why uh, Meta Horizon or uh, other metaverses, uh, they don't have the same kind of uh, audiences or number of users that smaller uh, initiatives like VRChat or uh, other metaverses could have, is that because they, they try to impose their view of the metaverse. And uh, we can see that in this new way of uh, creating 3D environment and 3D experiences, uh, you have to give the key to the community and to the users themselves. And if you want it to, to live up uh, uh, for a very long time. So I guess uh, Second Life did this. Uh, I saw that you can still play uh, Ultima online as well. <laughs> so 1992. Uh, first uh, MMORPG game is still uh, living. Um, so you can see that if the, 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 the content, it doesn't have to be perfectly realistic or perfectly uh, 
uh, rounded. You, you just have to, to have a strong community uh, believing in your project and just let them create and uh, bring what they want to, to this. And uh, for sure, it will live on for years and years after that. So what do you think about this 20-year this milestone uh, uh, by Second Life? Uh, I guess ev everyone is a bit surprised to know that it's still living and it's still very, uh, very, uh, there's still a lot of people uh, using this platform, which was my, my first thought uh, when I, I, I did my researches for, for the metaverses a, a few years back, but yeah. What do you think about this? Um, yeah, I I have the same uh, surprise that uh, it's uh, uh, not surprised that it's still on, but like there are still so many users, and I I totally agree with you on the community part. It's uh, actually it's really interesting to see that I mean when we design events for like real uh, on on site events. Uh, not in the metaverse. <laughs> uh, it's really important also to think about the users and where they are coming from, and their demographics and stuff like that. Uh, and when we think about this, the experience is much more compelling. And it's funny to see that it's actually really great uh, that Second Life has and VRChat has have managed to reproduce that sense of community and. Uh, in, in the virtual world. Uh, and I've seen as well, uh, maybe uh, are they talking about having a mobile experience as well? I think I saw that somewhere. It's, it's a trend right now. I know that VR chat is not compatible with, uh, with mobile phone. And uh, I guess Second Life is doing the same. They are kind of surfing on the metaverse trend uh, to, to bring up some new uh, new users okay uh, so um, yeah I'm, I'm also amazed that uh, 20 years might so be interesting uh, but i wonder if there is any feedback on the different community that exists there and if there are any uh, scientific or research groups that are working together inside this uh, second life uh, platform to and, and come out with some article or stuff uh, around what they uh, did together as a community and if they achieved something or if it's just to meet and discuss. <laughs> yeah, I confirmed that they have the mobile app. They did this in Unity, and uh, you can have more content more easily. Hmm. Yeah, um, I think yeah, it's more uh, back to what you were saying, Seb. It's uh, it's uh, first a social platform. Um, But, but after, uh, after a while, you don't meet uh, unknown people. You try to, if you have a community, you try to meet some people around the subject and try to come out with ideas or discuss subject. And 
Yeah, I, I don't know if they are bringing so much, so many new users right now, new users right now, mm -hmm. uh, because you you would have to uh, learn all these codes and rules, as I said, and uh, what behavior you could have or not in Second Life. So uh, uh, even if well, maybe they have some tour guides or people that are uh, teaching newcomers how to to react and. Uh, uh, but I'm not sure that the new generation is interested in Second Life just because of the graphics and uh, how it is. Uh, I guess this is a hardcore uh, of users that are still there for years and years, uh, as media for, for a few years right now. And um, I guess the new generation is more towards what you can see also on Roblox. Uh, you can use, you can have this new. Uh, uh, communities and or VR chat uh, for for the younger users, uh, even if they are trying to to bring up uh, some more uh, mature or adult uh, uh, audiences in this uh, this world. But yeah, I'm not sure. But like like Ultima Online, I guess uh, these are the, the same people that were playing uh, 20 or 30 years ago, and they are now just a, a bit older. But uh, I, I can't see the community of Second Life like just booming and becoming something uh, huge, but bigger than it is right now. Uh, maybe if they change some uh, aspect of it, uh, like the graphics or the rendering or how they, they, they interact, I guess this is uh, for, for a specific uh, community, but it's a, strong, a really strong one. And uh, yeah, we, we, you can see exactly the same with VR chat and uh, uh, VR chat on this on, on the other side could bring higher audiences uh, because it's uh, it's very active on the social uh, networks and uh, it can bring up uh, more young young people and um, I, I don't know what are their targets right now with right now with VR chat uh, we can see that they brought this around access to their app uh, to their um, yeah, application through the brother VR and uh, and now the uh, mobile uh, mobile devices uh, we can see that Apple Vision Pro didn't choose VR chat for for their uh, Apple Vision Pro which is kind of weird because uh, it's uh, based on unity and unity app they has uh, they, they just get their uh, partnership with Apple, so it, it was uh, the obvious choice. But they they they, they prefer the rec room metaverse like, uh, which I don't really appreciate because since they are, I, I don't know why the rec room is getting more attention than the the VR chat. I don't know if you have any information on this, um, but. For, for me, the, the VR chat is way more advanced uh, as a metaverse than the, than the Rec Room one, which is more of a gaming uh, collaborative application like, like Roblox and uh, other metaverses. And uh, I, I still don't know why they, they choose a Rec, a rec Room, uh, despite the fact that maybe the, the community is, is older or more compatible with uh, the Apple Vision Pro uh, uh, kind of 
uh, customer. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't have uh, much more to add on this one. Just one thing is I saw that Rec Room has uh, like a, uh, I don't know if it's an, another app or if it's uh, just a section of the app that is uh, kids safe. It's a dedicated area for kids. Uh, and I don't don't think, I'm, I'm not sure, but I don't think VRChat has that. No. Um, no, the, it's one of their uh, their weakness. Uh, it's uh, like many uh, metaverses. The protection of uh, children is a is a uh, important point, and they don't have the 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 the, the right answers right now to this. Uh, uh, but we, we can see it's a global issue. Uh, even if with with even with uh, World of Warcraft, uh, they had this kind of issue with. Uh, uh, how to protect the children from uh, from predators and uh, and despite checking the age uh, through an ID and uh, stuff like that, they, they can't really moderate right now. So I don't know how Rec Room is doing this, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a real a real issue because you have direct conversation and direct direct uh, interaction with users, and if they are underage, uh, it could be a, an issue right now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, do you have anything more to add, or one, two, three, go? Okay. So it's a wrap up for today, and uh, we'll see you all uh, next week for another 